0: At Radio Manea, I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and I'm Beroyeti Flores,
1: and we're two Latinx friends with widely different music tastes. Each week, we bring you music from the
0: Latinx artists that we love, and this week our theme is familia. And the first pick is from you, Perez Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, and this is the song that inspired the theme. It's a new song by Becky G. It's called Querido Abuelo. Let's take a listen.
2: <laughs> ¿Qué le haces faltar? Su sonrisa ya no ha vuelto a ser igual
0: Did you see the video? It's very... Yeah, it's I all, did. I saw some all, of it. It's
1: lots of like yeah. home movies of yeah. them
0: It's all together. That, that's all it is. It's like video from her childhood and then some video like present day. Some of it day. looks more recent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's all like her and her family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Very sweet. Very tender. Yeah. This song just came out last week and um, I don't know. I'm surprised it hadn't come up as a theme all these years earlier, but I was like, oh, this would be an interesting theme. Yeah. Um, I really like also that the song has, like, Mexican regional vibes. I think that it, you know, was probably inspired by what's happening in pop. Obviously, like, this is part of her heritage, too, but it's not necessarily the kind of music that she's put out in the past. But I really yeah, like Yeah,
1: Becky it. G's been a very much a pop chameleon. Yeah. She started out sort of doing, like, hip-hop with J-Lo as her little mentor. And then, like she was doing stuff in English and then once there was like the Latin boom despacito moment she like did a little skirt, skirt to like Spanish language reggaeton to like the money to be
0: made there and are you um, are you is there some judgment in that observation no
1: no not, a, <laughs> not at all but yeah. she's it's just the facts I mean she's a pop star she if she that's what she's doing is she's chasing hits she's done a very good job yeah. I like Becky G I think she's I, I like her songs. I think they're yeah. fun.
0: I think what we can't know is like the motivation behind it. You know, whether it was like about money or whether it was like, Oh, this thing I want to do, I can finally do or something else, you know? Yeah. Creatively. Yeah.
1: Sure. But all of her changes in like the music she releases have co- coincided also with that type of music becoming really big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since, you know, it's like, I don't know where her, her family in Mexico is from but it's definitely like the sort of like rancho vibes you know like definitely rural community like yeah I wonder where
1: they're from she's from LA yeah she's from Inglewood
0: yeah um
1: but yeah it also has a sweet. it's very cute looking yeah it reminded
0: me of my abuelo yeah and I think the story I feel like the story is very relatable for a lot of immigrant kids especially who's families are still like they still have family in like their country of origin because it's it's also mm. like a class story the way that she tells it um you know she at the very end if you i don't know it's part of the song or if it's just in the video but at the very end there's like some um Uh, audio i think it sounds like her grandfather talking and it's and he says he says um and then you know during the song she's talking about how you know it didn't matter to her that she was sleeping on the floor you know like this sort of feeling of like yeah this is this is where i come from and it might be different than where i am now but like um i love it and appreciate it because i'm with you basically is like the the story of the of the lines in the song that to talk about that. So I feel like that's, it's not, you know, it's not a story for me, relatable for me because all of my family left when, Mm. when my parents left Cuba. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't this like people still back home kind of thing. And, and like the class differences that I think cannot, not always, but often can come from that like immigration story. But I imagine this is super relatable for a lot of folks who, um, who do have that experience where there's still family back in Mexico or wherever. And and that the class, you know the class differences are there and so kind of yeah for sure bridging that gap um but yeah I
1: for sure
0: song. i thought it was very sweet yeah i liked it mm-hmm. for me i think it's like you know i have mostly i have like strong relationships with like the women in my family like i don't know there's there's something Mm. something happening on gender lines in my family um but i just didn't have much of a relationship with my abuelos like one of them died when i was four and because he was older a lot older than my Mm -hmm. grandmother and then the other one like i just there wasn't any real like bond there so for me like the Mm. the nostalgia and the tenderness is all for like my abuelas but um i mean she had interesting yeah in this but yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely had a, a really sweet relationship with my abuelo. I mean, on my mom's side, on my dad's side, my grandfather died when he was 17. So it was okay. long before wow. I was around. But, um, but yeah, I I really, I really loved him. And he died just a few weeks before I was meant to go, like, maybe oh. like two weeks. So it was very mm. sad. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So did your grandparents, yeah. did they all stay in Venezuela? Did anybody um no,
1: the grandmother that um my paternal grandmother mm-hmm. um, I like grew up in her house. Like my father never moved out because he was the youngest son, mm-hmm. so um, or he was the youngest of all of his siblings. They only had boys, and so like he was he it was his job to take care of her. So he like you know basically never left like the house. And my mom when she married she like moved into their house, my dad's mm-hmm. childhood home, mm-hmm. which was my childhood home and um she came with us because she was just like under our care
0: yeah yeah did you have a good relationship with her
1: yeah yeah i mean uh, i grew up with her she was like i didn't know my life without her until Mm -hmm. i was a teenager when she passed so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean she was like a a tough woman for sure Um, but she loved me and i loved her
0: Mm. yeah that's sweet was she an immigrant from italy
1: she was an immigrant from Italy. The poor woman had to migrate twice. It's yeah. like, you know, my bloodline knows no peace, you know.
0: And I know. <laughs> my, grandf- my my, maternal grandfather had to migrate twice also. Yeah, yeah it was really rough, hard. And, and my maternal grandmother. Yeah, they had to migrate twice. Yeah, it's intense. Did she speak Italian?
1: She did. She spoke wow. Italian, but mostly she spoke um, dialect. Um italians of her age she was born in 1908 and italians of her age um for the most part spoke dialect and um the what's known as italian like as a global as like a country-wide language it's italy is really a very new country um it's very regional in culture and um she spoke dialect and what's known as italian is like florentine the florentine dialect because Mm. of dante the -hmm. dante is like inferno and Mm -hmm. purgatory and um those novels like were Mm. made such a big impact on culture that like they decided that that was going to be what italian the language Uh, was Um, so what
0: what region was her dialect from milanese interesting wow did she speak spanish she did speak Spanish,
1: although like a heavily accented italian lady uh Spanish that I didn't know that a lot of the words that she like quote unquote mispronounced were just in Italian <laughs> 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 until I took Italian in college, and I was like, oh <laughs>
0: it's like whats the, what's what's Italian and Spanish combined?" You know, like
1: Spanglish, like there's gotta be yeah, like I mean, English. You know, there's so many I different remember, ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. the one that I remember so much, so well is actually um the word for jam, mermelada. Mm-hmm. She would say marmelata, and I was like, oh, she just says it funny, and it's like, no, that's just like the word <laughs> in Italian, and it's close enough that she didn't ever bother to switch yeah. it up.
3: Yeah.
1: My first song is by a Peruvian DJ and producer that I'm excited about at the moment. Her name is Sofia Cortesis, and this one is called Madres. Tell us about this pick. So this, as I said, Sofia Cortes is a a Peruvian DJ and producer. She's based in Berlin and um, it came out in March, but it's from an album that's coming out of the same name. It's called Madres, um, and it comes out um, at the end of October. October 27th is when the full album is supposed to be released. Um, But she dedicated this song. She said it was about her mother. Um, but she has this, like, whole, like, almost like a poem about, like, how, uh, you know, like, it's for, you know, like, mothers has no gender, like, mothers are protective, like, if you get lost, like, your mother's voice will bring you back. And she also sort of talks about the physician who was a brain surgeon who, um helped her mother survive brain cancer so she like dedicated uh this song both to her mother and this neurosurgeon who like you know somehow became involved in their lives to like help her mother survive um survive cancer and so yeah, it's very sweet, and she's like, you know, like, this is dedicated to my mother, to all mothers, to LGBTQIA mothers, and I love this, like, sort of, like, dreamy house situation. She has um, another song now out that is going to be on this album, too, that is named after the surgeon um, that saved her mother's life. So wow. it's all this, like, very, um, she's, like, super grateful to this person. I think that... I'm not really quite sure what the story is but like this doctor answered a plea for help uh, from her and she promised to dedicate a song to him and so you know she and she has and then apparently she took him to bergain which is a very famous uh, nightclub dedicated to electronic music in berlin if you're not familiar but um it's. It just seems like you know, like she had this. She has like a lot of love for mom, for her mom, and a lot of love for mothers in general, and dedicating this to like all the ways that people mother in the world. Um, so it seems very sweet uh, in terms of its
0: story, and I love the way it sounds. What a story! Yeah, what a story! I know, right? Looks like he's a. He's a. German um neurosurgeon I just like looking him up
1: oh yeah I I mean they she is based in Berlin and yeah. presumably
0: I don't know her mom might be there too with her yeah and I mean brain surgeries brain cancer is one of those that's like so difficult to treat you know and I imagine Oof, that I can I mean, only imagine everything
1: yeah. in there is very delicate and mm-hmm. serves odd purposes that even neurosurgeons have difficulty determining Mm -hmm. is what I understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My mom actually had brain surgery when I was in college. Yeah. Um, Scary. She had a, a a benign tumor. Yeah. Benign tumor on her optical nerve. And that's how she figured it out. She was having like vision problems and they, they like figured it out. And then she had the operation like within a week. They like, oh my God. she got a connection f- through the local synagogue to uh, a brain surgeon, neurosurgeon at Duke, who actually was the neurosurgeon who worked on the Kennedy, um, Senator Kennedy, who also, he had malignant brain cancer. But anyway, so like a very well-known neurosurgeon. Mm. Yeah. So it was very strange because I was like a senior in college and all of a sudden this was happening. But luckily my mom has like a really strong community of friends in the area and also her sisters and people came and like took care of her and yeah, she's. All these years later, she's totally fine. But yeah, yeah. She's
1: thriving. That's great. Yeah,
0: I know. So um Mom really this is very sweet. Yeah, I had not heard of this person.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's uh she's dope. I really like her. Um yeah, so so intense. Cancer and illness and parents. I feel like mm. we're at the age where um yeah. a lot of our friends, like our own parents yeah. and a lot of our friends' parents are like you know, coming to deal with like yeah. caretaking and the possibility of like what is, mm-hmm. you know, what's their life going to be like? And it, it's mm-hmm. so mitigated by class and money and access to resources and home situations and and distance and like it's just all so complicated and intense. The way that um, you know, especially because there's such few uh, resources for people aging with dignity in this country
0: yeah yeah i definitely have friends who are dealing with yeah parents with cancer diagnoses and have lost parents to cancer and it's just yeah it's it just sucks because you know it's like the the older we get the more it's just i mean everyone's going to lose their parents right unless they something Mm -hmm. tragic happens to them you know it's like of course yeah so like it's just yeah it's hard to know yeah to watch people go through that and it's like yeah it's part of life you know yeah yeah definitely but
1: i'm really happy that sofia got someone that yeah. um, helped her mom out
0: yeah and clearly she's very indebted to this <laughs> guy we have a happy ending here
2: yeah yeah all
0: right well this one's maybe a little more upbeat um so uh let's take a listen to El gran combo de puerto rico no hay cama patanta gente
4: que vivo había preparado. Allí llegó Pérez Prado, oiga, los guaracheros de Oriente. La tienda estaba caliente. Johnny Elmen casi dormía y Eddie miró, le decía, no hay cama pa' tanta gente. con Yayu el indio charlaba Roberto Torres estaba con Javier y su gente y Rasmercado de repente intentó apagar la luz pero gritó Celia Cruz no hay cama para tanta gente
0: yeah, this is a fave of mine. Um, I think I've brought this at least once if not more than once for like our our like Christmas episode our holiday episode. Mm-hmm. It's just it's one of my favorite like noche buena like Christmas songs because it's it like I feel like it gets at a very specific reality of like family parties that I think is actually yes. like I mean in some ways this is like nostalgic for my childhood because that's not it's you know it's you know we're getting there again now that there's like new you know pe- my cousins are married and there's kids like we're getting to that point again where there's like it's busy you know but it was mostly an uh-huh. like experience A of new my childhood generation is yeah of, like, yeah. Noche went on just, like, remembering just, like, people everywhere, you know? And I'm like, I don't even, I have no idea where people slept, you know? Um, but, so yeah, this idea of, like, the house is just brimming um, with people, <laughs> and um, it's chaotic, but, like, in the best way, you know, that's the sort of nostalgic.
1: Yeah, we definitely had a similar experience when I was, um, you know, we'd celebrate Christmas with my dad's side of the family, with the Italian side of the family, and They're five brothers and you know at the time they were all alive. Now my dad's the only one who's surviving because he's so much younger Mm. Um, than all of them but it was five of them and then you know like all our cousins on that side and then uh, for Año Nuevo we would go to Coro to (laughs) celebrate with my mom's family and that was like you know like there's nine of them so that was like you know like 40 cousins (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) like it was just like wild and fun and uh, yeah who knows como arreglaron las camas para tanta gente but like somehow (laughs) made it all work
0: (laughs) right do you Are you still connected to all those cousins? Um, I'm still
1: connected to most of them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Now, like, you know, because right. like Venezuelan yeah. migration is so intense. Yeah. But last year I went to Argentina to, um, to Buenos Aires because some of my cousins moved over there. And one of them who was just married had their wedding there. And I was like, going to Buenos Aires. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what better occasion than to like celebrate my cousin. Um mm-hmm and so I went to his wedding and then I have a cousin in Venezuela who I'm hopefully going to go see in December and I have like just all over the place because I have a lot of cousins in Miami now Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some like super random places like Katy, Texas or Mm -hmm. like, you know, like near Denver you know, like all sorts of like random ass places now too but yeah, I'm still connected to most of them in one way or another
0: yeah, my parents are each one of four which like it's not as big as yours but still very big I think for like our very like modern era in the United States where people I feel like Mm -hmm. you know our generation like people don't have it's unusual to have that many kids you know um yeah one thing I remember growing up because like growing up in the south in North Carolina I would witness just from afar like the really beautiful um like black family reunion tradition where people would like mm-hmm. gather and they like, the reason I feel like I knew about this was cause oftentimes there's like t-shirts <laughs> that would get made yes, that's right. about the family reunion. And I just, I like love that practice. And I mean, we've, my family's never done anything like that. Um, but I think it's such a beautiful practice to like, try to bring this, like, far-flung group of people, you know, together yeah, beyond just, like, a nuclear sweet. family, yeah, so I always was yeah, like... Yeah,
1: well, especially because black Americans also have, like, such a story of migration, of domestic migration, mm-hmm. yeah. so, like, a lot of those families, a lot of, like, you know, black American families are also sprawled all over, yeah. um, you know, like, between the American South and, like, the American West or the American North, all over the place. Yep. So it's also like a migration story just within the country.
0: I was at a, um, it's the Jewish New Year, so I was at like a New Year's, Jewish New Year dinner mm-hmm. on Saturday night, yeah. and there were a couple of, um, I have, you know, two, two friends there who have, each have kids who are little, um, or three, there was three couples there that had kids, And um, one of them was hosting and the other two basically left around bedtime, even though like, you know, bedtime is like 730 or something. And I was thinking about, you know, like these, these parties and the way that I grew up and like, you know, we would just like, this is like another like Latino trope, right? You just, you just fall asleep in the corner. Like no one's going home to go put their kid to bed at 730. And I was like trying to imagine myself, like I want to be a parent, like trying to imagine myself as like, okay, can I like break convention in this, in this community and be like, this kid is just going to like fall asleep in my lap while we hang out by the fire, you know, like, like, I hope that I can, I can, I don't have to sort of follow like what a lot of people do today and st- instead have a more integrated like the experience i had as a kid be more integrated and in, like you just you go to things and it doesn't nothing's like st- structured on your bedtime so
1: yeah i don't know american parenting seems so rigid and it's yeah. really wild to me sometimes like even like some of my friends who come from immigrant communities like how like that really is just very different culturally for right. me than what i'm used to i'm just like yeah. you yeah are structuring your entire life around this kid's bedtime I was like this kid can structure their life around you right you know,
3: like-
0: so it'll be interesting for me to see like I feel like I that's something I value but I don't know if it will be
1: if it will be difficult yeah, for me it's to do that really in the context different once you're in the moment right yeah. like it's just like okay yeah like maybe your kid's gonna go to bed today at two and then tomorrow it's gonna be like full-blown meltdowns all day like you have to make a negotiation like I don't know right. I don't know what the yeah. negotiation
0: is but like well, and if I'm people in environments where, like, that's not choices. done, you know, are people yeah. going to be like, that's weird. Like, go home. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But it's definitely, yeah, this this feeling of, like, integrating, like, kids and adults. And it's like, everybody's just together. There's not, like, a a separation based on age yeah. and bedtimes and whatnot. So
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really enjoyed growing up like that.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: All right, this one's also right. a little lighter. <laughs> yeah, my next <laughs> song is, like, very... Um, it was between, like, this one and another ridiculous song. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, let's go with uh, Titi Me Pregunto by Bad Bunny.
2: Hey,
5: Titi Me Pregunto si tengo muchas novias. Muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra, ey Pero no hay boda, Titi, me pregunto si tengo muchas novias eh. <risa> Muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra Me la voy a llevarla todas pa' un VIP, un VIP, ey Saluden a Titi, vamos a tirarle un selfie, say cheese, ey Que sonrían las que ya les metí, en un VIP, un VIP Saluden a Titi, vamos a tirarle un selfie. Say cheese, que sonrían las que ya se olvidaron de mí. Me gustan mucho las Gabriela, las Patricia, las Nicole, la Sofía. Mi primera novia en Kinder María. Y mi primer amor se llamaba Talia. Tengo una colombiana que me escribe todos los días. Y una mexicana que ni yo sabía. Otra en San Antonio que me quiere todavía. Y las de PR que toita son mías. Una dominicana que juega bombo. Que mi bicho está cabrón. Yo dejo que jueguen con mi corazón. Si mudarme con todas por una mansión. El día que me case, te envío la invitación. Muchacho, deja eso. Ey, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. Muchas novias.
0: I thought about this one as well for this episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we all know this one. I was like, oh my God, this was like my song of the summer last summer. And I don't know if because like I'm like a little depressed this summer. I feel like there wasn't a song of the summer this summer. And I was just like, what was it? Like, what was everybody blasting this summer? Like, I feel like I wasn't connected to that zeitgeist maybe for a number of different reasons this summer. But it wasn't as clear to me as like last summer was like clearly the biggest superstar in the world had a pop song that mm-hmm. was the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this one like was like, okay, this is like very family dynamic situations. It's like the nosy tia asking about your dating situation mm-hmm. um we've probably all been there <laughs> but it was sort of between this one and la mama la mama <laughs> but because uh, uh. the first one is the first song that i brought was called madres and la mama la mama isn't really about
0: no. mothers at all <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Only but, people who don't understand you know. the context would be like, oh, oh, what a sweet song about mothers. And you're like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, totally. No, 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 no. It's so good. It's so good. It's about um, blowjobs, y'all, if you don't get the reference about blowjobs. <laughs> Um, You know, moms,
1: blowjobs, whatever.
0: (laughs) Both nice. Um, Okay, so I was thinking thinking about Titi Me Pregunto, and I think it's interesting. I wonder if you think this. I feel like there's a subtlety around gender, right? So it's like, um, in this song, he's like, Titi Me Pregunto, si tengo mucha novia, like, do I have a lot of girlfriends? And I feel Mm -hmm. like the question that women get is like, y el novio? Like, what about your boyfriend? You know, which I feel like has a very subtle but different... Kind Girls of like do not get thing. asked.
1: Tiene muchos novios. Yeah,
0: no. no, no, that is not the question. So it's both about like kind of the way that like being a womanizer is kind of like uplifted, and also the judgment that women get for like not being, you know, not having a husband or not having a boyfriend. Versus like it's more like teasing, you know, like oh, you yeah. must be a little like ladies man, you know, not like where's yeah. your girlfriend. Although uh,
1: this titi is sort of like asking him to settle down yeah it's like my dude it's like it's like it's tolerated for a while and then it's like okay like when are you gonna settle down like why do you need so many girlfriends he's like i need them to bring them all to my vip section hello <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. um but yeah there's definitely there, it's definitely definitely gendered although i have to say i have been spared from the, like the El Novio yeah questions most of my life, like even like, you know, like I have like had large spans of my life where I've been like in serious relationships. So that's might inform some of it. But like, that wasn't until like my like mid 20s, really. So I, um I don't know, I just like didn't get it very much. So It's like it wasn't like valued in my family, mm-hmm. um, who I was dating, or like that I needed to date a man, like what was valued was, my education and how well I was doing and what maybe what my job would be like my personal accomplishments were very, very valued way above um, my relationships to men, um, which is, I'm really grateful yeah, for.
0: that sounds healthy. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice. I definitely got, I mean, it was like questions. maybe
1: like a little like veering into the like unhealthy purity, like don't mm. date any men. Um, side but you know I would rather be this than that
0: (laughs) yeah no I definitely grew up with a lot of questions about about whether I had a boyfriend actually I think my I remember my abuelo once asking me how many boyfriends I had so here you go there's one Mm, example but he was a little bit but he was kind of a little bit like of a pervy old man you know so I don't know oh no yeah it wasn't it wasn't great Um, oh no but yeah no I got a lot of (laughs) questions about it and it sucked because I don't know. I was the, I'm the younger of two of my brothers older. And I feel like I always, I always kind of felt like I was in his shadow. Like I never got, I never got the kind of attention that he got. And like, cause I was younger and then I don't know. I, yeah, I always felt a little bit like not paid attention to. And, and so not having a boyfriend like added to that, I think feeling of like,
3: mm. like I
0: don't have anything exciting to talk about, you know, kind of thing. So, but then here's the secret. If you come out, then they stop asking questions altogether. <laughs> Like then, then the question stopped for a long time. There were no questions at all, and then yeah, they don't want to know if you have girlfriends okay. for sure. But then they came around. It's it you know it took a minute, but then they came around. Yeah, so. it just
1: takes some time and like a whole massive societal historical <laughs> uh, shift. Yeah.
0: So um, so yeah, uh, but <laughs> but now this is this is a good one for sure. <laughs> all right, what's your next one? um okay this one's tender again i didn't think about how tender this episode might be um this yeah. is actually a song from a major motion picture um let's take a listen to <laughs> "Recuerdame," and this is by carlos rivera
1: So, Vero, did you see Coco? I did see it. I know that's not like, like typical for you probably. No, it's not. But my um, my sister is like almost exclusively watches like children's animated movies. Oh interesting. So Wait, which sister I'm with her the younger one. Catherine. Yeah. No. Not the youngest, the middle, middle one. Middle one. Yeah. 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 She so like anything that's like a new she like watches Encanto like her she's like a person who like um safe watches mm-hmm. movies like rewatching. You know? like
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so she's like you know like I've seen like Encanto and bazillion times because like she's always just puts it on mm. or like you know like Coco was that movie for her for a while but yeah she's like got the Disney plus she's like you know although is Coco was Coco Disney or was it Pixar? You know, I don't know. I don't know that maybe one owns the other. I don't,
0: I yeah. don't keep track I don't of even that, know if it's separate. All that stuff. Yeah. But,
1: but yeah, um, she's, she's into all that. So, yes, I did see it.
0: Yeah. So, I, yeah, when I was looking for songs for this, there's a, yeah, songs from Encanto and, and Coco came up because there's a lot of songs about family. Um, but yeah, I picked this one because I think, I mean, I, yeah, I loved, you're right, it's Pixar, but it was released by Disney. So, it's basically the same thing. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that movie was incredible. You know, there's definitely, con- there's definitely like critiques to be made of it. And there's some questions about um, kind of the research that they did to sort of develop these characters and whether the people in the community that they, you know, visited were given any credit for it. There's questions about like, I, I saw an article about um an elder woman that they think was kind of like the the basis for the the grandmother character mm, the grandmother yeah yeah and whether or not she was ever credited or given any you know and benefited from from the use of her her, her yeah. likeness basically but um but it was an incredible movie also and like i think a really beautiful depiction of the sort of like ancestor relationship that um a lot of c- communities have but particularly like how it plays out in in mexican and mexican indigenous communities and so Yeah, it's an incredible movie and very, like, tearjerker, and this one is...
1: Yeah, it was a moment, too. Like, I feel like it was, like, a really big, like, movie that depicted, um, you know, like, Mexican traditions Mm -hmm. that were not... Aren't usually given that level of
0: spotlight, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm
1: -hmm. And, of course, that comes with, you know, it's like a double-edged sword, but...
0: Yeah, questions about representation. I remember it was and, a moment. And, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they did the whole movie in both because it's uh, uh, it, because it's done animated. You could do a whole version in English and a whole version in Spanish with different songs mm. and different words. You know, versus like just subtitles or dubbing or something. So there's like two different experiences. And um, but yeah, so this is I thought a really you know it's it's a, definitely a tearjerker song about. Yeah, about remembering someone after they're gone. And so um this version is from Coco, and it's um Carlos Rivera is the singer. He's a Mexican pop singer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This was a big one.
0: Mm-hmm. I've seen Encanto also. Encanto is fun, like a little bit of a different vibe. um Had a little bit of that, like, what's the name of the? Lean Manuel Miranda. It had a little bit of the, like, lean manuel miranda flavor you know that i'm like okay i like Mm, i like i like his style (laughs) (laughs) but i don't want every like latino depiction of everything to be in that particular style you know because it's just one style yeah so i do not love his style Um, But I generally
1: find musical theater sort of like my initial reaction to it is like, oh, my God, that's corny. Yeah, you're not you're not um, the audience for it, really. I'm definitely not the audience. But I thought Encanto was like cute. You know, I liked it, actually. Um, You know, just like a fun little child's movie about generational trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I think there's something about his style that feels very Puerto Rican to me. And that's part of why I don't want him to be like the person doing all the things because you know. Oh, interesting. That's yeah, very specific. That movie was supposed to be about a Colombian yeah, family. Yeah, it is a Colombian a very family. specifically Colombian. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that the movie didn't depict Colombian culture necessarily, but um, I don't know. Maybe that I'm just overly associating his style with Puerto Rican-ness too if to a certain degree, but mm-hmm. but yeah, you know. So Coco was not, didn't have anything to do with him. <laughs> so, and it was, yeah, yeah, I think predominantly Mexican people involved, although there definitely were like American, non-Mexican folks as part of the, the team that made this happen. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your last song for the main episode?
1: My last song is um, by a group called Los Inquietos del Norte and it's called Dieciocho
3: Primo. Oh
1: as a song because the title was too good so I was like yes like mad cousins <laughs> mad mad cousins right. like can relate do relate yes yeah but I said I think that I counted once and I feel like I had close to 40 cousins so you think? Um, yeah I mean it's like a total of 14 siblings between my parents right 15 if you count the illegitimate ones that we know about
0: real <laughs> <laughs> real so, real.
1: so you know um that's it's just like mad people and then uh, they all had like two three kids you know like it's, it's just like mad cousins um so I like I really relate to like sort of this experience I mean this um song is about like primos who were like troublemakers and we were like you know, like troublemakers light, you know, we were just like basically like un terremoto, mm. you know, like we'd be like, you know, doing firecrackers and like little cebollitas, which are like, I don't know what they're called in in English. Those like little like things that you throw on the ground and they yeah, blow up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can picture them. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Or like they make a noise or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, you know, we'd always get together at least like on my mom's side is where I had all these different cousins who like lived in the same place um, and we would go over there usually like New Year's or Christmas or like Semana Santa or Easter or something like that and um, we there were for some reason there's always um, fi- like fireworks involved in those holidays in Venezuela like it's just like celebration and like kids like fireworks whatever and we just always like spend our like little money that we like asked our parents for on like you know say what eat that's and blowing them up and you know probably doing cruel things to each other and um we're just a handful but also like they just like let us like be free range they like i don't know they're just like y'all watch each other you know and everybody was for the most part fine um so I that's why I chose a song. I was like, yes, a bazillion cousins all
0: making trouble together, having a great time. I love that. I think I just countered. I only have 11 first cousins, but I have two others that are like basically first cousins because like their mom is a single is a, was the only child, you know, so she was like, she's like my dad's cousin, but might as well be my aunt. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not not anywhere close to 40. You definitely win on that one. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, I like that there's a little bit of a Norteño in this episode as well. I like the name of this group. Yeah, right?
1: It's very good. (laughs) It's good. It is good. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. This is like a little like Norteño. This is like from 2010. So it's not Mm -hmm. part of like the current, you know, like pop wave. But Mm -hmm. like definitely like on the corrido vibe Mm -hmm. that um, sort of has been a brewing in the past 10 um, to 15 years mm-hmm. okay family oh <laughs> complicated I know <laughs> family is intense we have
0: failed to anticipate that yeah I didn't I don't know you know I I'll clear why we do uh, I know and I had therapy this morning too and I was like yeah, just it's a little too much. Too. So it's all. It's, it's a all lot. Very today. tender. It's a lot today, y'all. But it's all very family,
1: tender. You know, but Thank you so much for listening, y'all. It's the good and the bad.
0: <laughs> you know, it's all of it. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. As always, the info about the songs is in our show notes at rileymania Yeah,
1: and make sure to follow us on Instagram. Um, we have a, a newsletter that you should check out. Every once in a while, we tweet, even though it's like. You know, wilds over there right now. Um, but follow us on all the things. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Maite for your editing help. Mm-hmm. And we will see y'all next week. Hasta la próxima. Ya. Bye.
5: Bye.